Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. And it's always a wonderful day here in New York City, but I'm looking forward to this afternoon turning on some football. I'll cook up some good meal. My kids will come over and my grandson, who's two. Uh, But for now, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. There's so much that happened in America this week. Uh, But to me, the number one story is the issue of the Supreme Court basically saying that uh, the Biden officials have the right to cut down that border wire uh, in Texas. And it is, guys, there is a looming nightmare. There's a clash that's coming. You know, and, and there's there's good reason for it. He, he, the, the truth is that the Biden administration is complicit in a virtual invasion into this country of uninvited, unvetted, illegal immigrants. And our federal government has literally abrogated its responsibility to protect our country. And unfortunately, now the states are left to defend themselves and to prove it. um, What you've got are state governors who are joining Greg Abbott saying, we're going to do everything we can. We're going to send our uh, state uh, National Guard to the border. Because the Biden administration is determined to open and keep this border open. And, you know, it's very simple. Texas is literally just trying to secure the border. And they put up razor wire and barricades to deny illegal entry. And there are criminals who are coming across the border. And Texas has the right as a state to stop people from coming into the state. And the truth is that, um, you know, President Biden has broken the compact between the United States and the states. And so now this invasion is being uh, handled by the individual states. And, And the Biden administration is openly trying to make sure that we are nothing more than a global landing spot. For, for illegals with benefits. And to prove it, they have fought every state action. That, and and uh, recently now, the Texas uh, razor wire that the Texas installed, and then the Texas water buoys in the, in the river there that the uh, Supreme Court is allowing, I believe, to stay there, although maybe they made them take them away. And the Arizona border wall, where the state of Arizona tried to uh, build the border wall and the Supreme Court said no. And to prove that the Biden administration does not want us to be a sovereign nation with a border, I want you to listen to this. Number one, they sued until the Biden administration, until they got to the Supreme Court to stop the enforcement of Title 42, which requires a slowdown at the border if there's a pandemic. The Biden administration put a stop to the remain in Mexico that Trump created. Uh, 
The Biden administration put a stop to the construction of the border wall, allowing millions of dollars of construction material that was left and about to be used, but they allowed it to be stolen and scavenged. The Biden administration also allowed immigrants to enter our country during a worldwide pandemic, not testing them and not mandating the vaccine, which Tax-paying American citizens like police, veterans, nurses, first responders lost their jobs if they didn't get vaccinated. And on top of that, what the Biden administration did was they did what other criminals do. They lie. They've been lying to us from the get-go saying the border is secure when their goal is to have an open border and all of the consequences of an open border to the American taxpayer. They have allowed 300,000 people in one month in December, along with 80,000 known Godaways, and we don't know how many unknown Godaways. And you know the number of known Godaways because they have cameras, but they can't be everywhere to prevent these people crossing. So you've got almost a half a million in one month And they're not stopping it. And Biden lies. He says the border is secure. He allows Mayorkas to lie in front of Congress and say openly and repeatedly that the border is secure. His press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, lies repeatedly and says the border is secure. And then and then Biden says a few a few days ago, well, the border is not secure. It hasn't been secure for 10 years. Then, Joe Biden, how did you allow your people to go in front of Congress and swear to tell the truth and say the border's secure when you're telling us it's not? And the Biden administration lied about Whipgate when they said the Border Patrol was whipping the, the, the migrants. And the truth is they were not. And the facts showed it. And they had a report from the government saying it wasn't true, but they wouldn't publicize it. So... I'm going to have today, we're going to have Hogan Gidley talk about what's going on at the border. We're also going to be speaking with uh, D.A. Bill Fitzpatrick from Onondaga County. D.A. Fitzpatrick is going to talk to us about that case in California where a woman took two hits of a bong and entered what she, what is called a psychotic state, stabbed her boyfriend 108 times, and the judge gave her probation after she was convicted of involuntary manslaughter. What does the case mean? Are they now going to use marijuana as a defense and literally get away with murder? And we're also going to have Dr. Robert Hariri on to talk about some of the issues that, uh, you know, how to prevent an, an early death. And that is within our within our realm. I mean, the three common habits that we have that can decrease our lifespan. And uh, so Dr. Hariri is going to talk about that and the fact that the Department of Justice is looking for attorneys get this, to defend the government and the vaccine COVID cases that went awry and people who suffered lifelong uh, damage from the vaccine and some who actually died from the vaccine. It's all coming here on the Red Apple Audio Network on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. And never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at t2t.org. That's t2t.org.
And up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with Hogan Gidley. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Piro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Piro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a former White House Deputy Press Secretary. He is now Senior Advisor to the America First Policy uh, Organization, uh, which I'm sure you've heard of. Uh, They are bringing a lot of actions, uh, legal lawsuits into court where Americans' rights that have been violated uh, are being tested in court. And uh, Hogan Gidley, it's good to have you on the show. Uh, I miss I miss you being the deputy press secretary, but I'm sure that, uh, you know, something's happened to come around full circle and we'll see what happens. But we're delighted to have you join us. I, I, I'll tell you, Hogan, the most important thing for me right now, and I think most Americans, is the border. There is uh, a crisis at the border, and uh, this week in particular, it seems that it's it's getting to a head where the United States Supreme Court has basically said that Texas has to cut down the razor wire or the feds can cut it down. But there's also a clash uh, between Texas and the Biden administration uh, regarding a park, which apparently is a riverfront park that, uh, you know, the, the White House says that they want to use and Texas doesn't want them to use. Can you explain that for us? Uh, look, this whole situation of the border, make no mistake, it's not by accident. It's by design. This is what the Biden administration wants. And when I argue with my friends on the left about how this is ruining the, our economy and hurting uh, our, our American businesses, not just that, our communities, putting a strain on schools and on health care, um, first responders in these local areas, They say, no, no, he would never do that on purpose. And our response is clear. Then he's an idiot because this didn't happen under the previous administration. It's only one of two. He's doing it on purpose to flood this country with voters he thinks will support him at some point, or he doesn't know what he's doing because the laws are on the books right now, Judge. And you know the branches are (laughs) separated by certain certain, uh, uh, duties they're supposed to perform. The executive branch is supposed to uh, enforce the laws. The laws are on the books. He can do that right now to stop this. He just won't. He refuses to 
because this is the design of the Democrat Party to gain and maintain political power by trying to put enough people on the rolls at some point where they think they'll never lose another election. And it's crushing the American right. people right let, now. Let, let me really tell the, you, Hogan, let me tell our, our listeners what you're talking about. Um, the Biden administration has duties imposed by Article 4, Section 4 um, of the Constitution and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3. Um, which reserves to the states the right of self-defense. And the problem is, because the Biden administration has broken the compact between the United States and the states, it's literally forcing the states to defend themselves against the invasion at the southern border. And and the, 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 the president and the administration is not faithfully executing the immigration laws. And, you know, I am so sick and tired of their saying, well, it's up to Congress. Show me the money when he's not speaking gibberish. That is Joe Biden. So um, right now, if he in Force the law, we wouldn't have 300,000 coming in in one month in December. And by the way, that's one month, Hogan. And then they're like, what do they say? 60,000 gotaways, known gotaways. And then you've got an equal number of unknown gotaways, if not more. We're talking almost a half a million people in one month. This is an invasion that's intentional. And you know what? Kudos to Governor Abbott for letting the rest of America, like Iowa and New Hampshire, New Hampshire recognize that immigration is the number one issue because we're all now border states a hundred percent i think the texas governor is doing the right thing here because if the federal government's not going to enforce the laws then it's up to people of texas to do it and it runs into some serious questions constitutional and otherwise legal questions um what are they going to do uh when this razor wire comes down it's just going to open things back up on the southern border texas is doing all it can because the biden administration won't but that being said, you talked about the numbers. Judge, the New York Times had an article just recently that said under the Biden administration, three million people in a single year came across yeah. that southern border under Joe Biden. One point six million for the entirety of the Trump administration. Not to mention you talked about Godaways. What about the terrorists, the yeah. known or suspected terrorists coming across the southern border? The Biden administration is putting the American people at risk at danger, not to mention the fentanyl that's now the number one killer uh, among so many groups in this country. He doesn't care because he wants the political power. It is a really disgusting political move on their part. Now, I will say one thing that's been interesting is when you send all these illegal aliens into New York and these sanctuary cities like Chicago, if I were really politically shrewd, what I would say is don't send them there. Send them into Pennsylvania. Send them into Michigan. Sentiment of Wisconsin. You let yeah, the swing, swing states, states in a presidential yep. see that. Yeah, that's a great point. A Hogan Gidley, that is a great point. Send them to the swing states so they can get a taste. You know, why should the southern states have to suffer like this? It's almost like out of sight, out of mind. And But the truth is, it looks like that you, when Texas AG Ken Paxson says the state's not going to comply with the Biden administrator, uh, administration order to reopen a park to federal agents, the federal agents are using that park to allow immigrants to come in and stay. And by the way, there is a, a group of blacks in Chicago, 
blacks who are suing the Chicago mayor, who is black, Brandon Johnson, because they feel that they're not, they're being moved out of areas for immigrants who get their who get all kinds of uh, benefits, everything from free housing, free food. They wash their clothes, and 24 percent of the blacks in that community are below the poverty line. How does this make any sense that we're taking people who do not swear allegiance to this country? And Hogan Gidley, you talk about terrorists. You know what? I, I I'm worried about the pedophile. I'm worried about the guy who drives drunk and kills people. I'm worried about the identity thief, the gang member, the MS-13, all the people who haven't been vetted. They are uninvited, unvetted, and we're doing their laundry and providing food for them. In New York City, Hogan, last summer, they threw the food out. They didn't want American food. They wanted Mexican food. I mean, to me, this is an issue that I believe can catapult Donald Trump back into the White House. Of course, because the American people see the ridiculous nature of what the Democrats are trying to do, shutting down schools for our American students so you can house illegal immigrants. And the thing is, Customs Border Protection, you go ask them. They don't need money. They tell you it's not money. It's the policy. Because what Joe Biden has done, and the cat was out of the bag when Kamala Harris said this the other day, yep. she said we need more money so we can just you know, facilitate these people, process these people, and just put them into the country. I mean, yep. they are literally telling you they don't care about the laws on the books. They're refusing to enforce them. We have got to change uh, the administration. We have to change the next president so that we can get somebody in office like Donald Trump who understands what it means to protect this nation from all types of threat, not to mention the invasion at the southern border, which destroys and cripples our economy, as I mentioned. But, Judge, you hit on something so significant, significant there. Every rape, every homicide, every aggravated assault, every robbery, uh, every DUI, every one of those committed by an illegal alien is 100 percent preventable. Absolutely. Because they shouldn't be here in the first place. Absolutely. And you can talk to sheriffs and you can talk to police across the country. Not only are they not being prosecuted in sanctuary cities because they have ridiculous laws that they've drafted where this really isn't a violent crime. You can't deport them. I think it was last week there was a guy who was deported four times and he ended up raping some child. I mean, that's that's what I'm talking about. I remember Hogan Gidley. When Donald Trump was president, I think he tried to start to keep some statistics on whether or not a defendant or a suspect, someone who was convicted, I think actually, uh, was an illegal alien. And they went crazy. There are states that said, no, we're not going to give you those numbers. All right, Hogan Gidley, it was great to have you on. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you again on these important political issues of our day. Take care, Hogan. Nice to talk to you. Thanks, Judge. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. And never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers. That's T2T.org. T, the number two, then T.org. This is the Janine Bureau Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Joining us now is an accomplished surgeon, a biomedical scientist, and an entrepreneur. 
He is a chairman and a founder and chief executive officer of Cellularity, one of the world's leading human cellular therapeutics companies. Uh, but right now he has a book out with Tony Robbins. Uh, it's called Life Force, and it's about new breakthroughs in precision medicine and how they can transform the quality of your life. And in fact, Dr. Hariri, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show today. Uh, we appreciate your time. I know you're very busy, so I'm, I'm just going to get right into it. You have been involved for many years in trying to help Americans and humans, uh, all of us, uh, in preventing an early death. And recently, uh, you put out an article about the three common habits that decrease our lifespan that we pretty much all know about, but none of us follow it, and how we can prevent an early death. Why don't you just hit that first? We all have a mutually vested interest in paying attention to health and maintaining the quality and performance of our lives well into our advanced years. The bottom line is people know that there are some things which impact them, bad habits, um, that clearly have a negative impact on the quality of their health, but also their, their lifespan. You know, things like obviously drinking, smoking, a poor diet, uh, um, uh, having uh, dysfunctional family relationships, all those things take a toll on us. But there are some basic things we can avoid that I think have a clear, clear impact on improving quality as well as your length of your life. And that includes avoiding, you have to avoid the, the tendency to, to not sleep enough to get quality rest on a regular basis. We all are guilty of taking, taking time from, from, uh, from ourselves by not getting the full eight hours you need. I'm one of the most uh, busiest offenders of that. I but was just going to say, you of all people, you should practice exactly. that. <laughs> and, and it takes its toll, but not sleeping enough, but not getting quality sleep. That means Pay attention to your environment that you sleep in. Pay attention to the quality of the mattress you sleep on, et cetera. All those things help. Um, not exercising is a tremendous problem. And, and, and exercise doesn't have to be going to the gym and weight, lifting weights and so on. It can be something as easy as walking. And, and if you want to add a load to that walking effort, just walk up a hill, a mild, a mild hill, a mild incline. Those things have a huge impact. And everybody can find access to a treadmill somewhere. So every day getting in enough exercise is an essential ingredient in good health. And then obviously avoiding avoiding the bad parts of the food chain. All right. So I should sleep more and I should cut back on the processed sugar and I should exercise. Absolutely. That's it. And we both know your mom was very, very smart. She was, <laughs> you always gave good advice. Yeah, yeah, she did. God bless her. Um, okay, now let's talk about something a little more serious. It appears, it doesn't just appear, but it looks like a, uh, a COVID reckoning is coming for the Department of Justice. In November, this past November, the Department of Justice, Dr. Hariri, actually uh, posted a new job ad looking for new attorneys get this, to defend the federal government in vaccine injury cases. Um, you know, the hiring spree apparently is an anticipation of a surge of COVID vaccine lawsuits as people were forced by the government to take the vaccine and uh, suffered serious side effects. And some of the people who are suing now, Dr. Hariri, are suing on behalf of the estate of. So people died, and we heard a lot about myocarditis, uh, and the uh, 
the Julian Barr syndrome. What 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 is the connection between the vaccine and that stuff? So so Guillain Barre, which is kind of the um, the interesting autoimmune disease that's precipitated by exposure to certain stimulants, uh, what we call immunologic stimulants, um, has been on the rise. It's it's quite um, concerning to the medical community. And myocarditis in particular is quite concerning because it means inflammation of the heart. And inflammation of the heart, since as you know, it's an organ that you has to have a an electrical system that works. Inflammation can disrupt the normal function of that electrical system and it can lead to abnormal heartbeats and rhythms or sudden death. Now I think it's hard to deny the fact that we have all seen um, either on the TV or online or whatnot, unusual incidences of healthy people, presumably very healthy people, just passing out, collapsing, and in some cases dying. And the incidence of this has increased, you know, to a level that people are concerned. I mean, the bottom line is there's a crisis of confidence in the public. The Mm -hmm. COVID-19 pandemic can be considered one of the most manipulated diseases, disease events in history, right, characterized by officials with an unending stream of of opinions coming from, in many cases, non-scientific, non-medical personnel. Um, You know, when's the last time you saw that non-qualified individuals with wealth, power, or influence actually told people what to do to avoid a so-called presumably lethal disease? That's a big concern. that, That community should not interfere with the normal practice of medicine. And then the other issue, the other issue to keep in mind is that, um, you know, you heard early on very, very aggressive posture on on going after doctors who believe that they found a way to manage this disease in their own practice. At least in my career, I've never seen a situation Mm -hmm. where so much qualified medical opinion was was aggressively silenced because it went against what was kind of a a a overall government or or um, select community mandate. And as we all know, this was a disease that that the vast majority of people could weather just like they would weather a, a seasonal flu. And, and to give you one example, we knew early on that the people at risk for this disease were the elderly and those with with comorbid or existing diseases that weaken their immune system. There's something called immunosenescence. You asked me before, what should we do to stay healthy and what habits should we avoid? Avoid anything that degrades the quality of your immune system. And because we knew early on this was a risk factor, advanced age and poorly functioning immune systems, we could have done things. We could have invested a lot of the money we invested on finding better ways to improve immunologic function and health in the elderly and in the and in the patient population with things like diabetes, obesity, etc. Dr. Hariri, I want to thank you for spending your time with us this Sunday morning, and we appreciate uh, your expertise. Have a great day. This is the Judge Janine Show. Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. 
Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Donald Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is an expert in his field. He is a longtime district attorney, and uh, he is the DA of Onondaga County, New York. Uh, formerly president of the National District Attorneys Association, my buddy Bill Fitzpatrick, uh, who was just elected again uh, as DA. How many terms have you been DA, Bill? Well, this is uh, the ninth term. No, Not- no account voters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I I am one of your fans and I'm always impressed with you, which is why I wanted to have you on the show to talk to you about this bizarre case where a uh, 33-year-old woman was convicted of involuntary manslaughter and she faced up to four years in prison for stabbing a gentleman. I don't know if he was actually her boyfriend uh, to death after they met and uh, she took a couple of hits of a bong. Uh, and they say that she was propelled into a psychotic episode that uh, they attributed to the bong hits of marijuana. Now, the, the, the young man, I believe he was 26 years old, was stabbed 108 times. And guess what? The judge gave her probation. What say you, D.A. Bill Fitzpatrick? Well, I think, uh, judging by your intro there, I'm the son <laughs> who are. Uh, but, you know, when we, we hear about cases like this, then we find out they're from California, and we breathe a sigh of relief, and we go, oh, okay, thank God, it's not, it's not really, it's not reality. But, let, you know, let's just go through the case here. So you got this young couple uh, five years ago, which is another question I, I, I can't answer for you, why it took five years to get a case like this to trial. Mm-hmm. But be that as a young couple, they meet at a dog park, uh, they are attracted to each other. Uh, the defendant to be here apparently has some type of uh, hearing disability, and she's uh, devoted her life to uh, becoming an audiologist. So she's not your basic gang-banging career criminal. Right. And, uh, you know, Chad, by all accounts, seems to be a fine, uh, decent young man. Yes. One, one particular night after they been dating for a while uh she decides uh, and he decides they're going to smoke some marijuana through a bong uh she doesn't like the affect so she takes another hit and then uh, unquestionably uh, stabs him 108 times so you know a couple of, and by the way she was originally charged uh, under the previous da with with murder yep uh the current DA knocks it down to involuntary manslaughter. Okay, be that as it may, he's got a tough road to hold the, the current DA because his ex, his own expert is saying, look, she's in a cannabis-induced psychosis. Well, but and that's what's interesting, Bill Fitzpatrick, yeah. uh, DA from Onondaga, for my listeners, uh, is that the prosecution agreed that she was in a psychotic state and psychosis induced by marijuana. Go ahead. Right, but there- yeah, and but there's still a question for the jury: Was the intoxication voluntary or involuntary? Gets a little confusing because the name of the crime is involuntary manslaughter, right? But the prosecution still has to prove that she became voluntarily intoxicated. And there, there's a twist during her testimony. She and I believe, based on the cross examination, for the first time asserts that Chad forced her to take that second hit. From the bong, ergo, she would not qualify as being voluntarily uh, intoxicated. Uh, the jury rejected that, I yeah. think, wisely so, uh, based on the inconsistencies in her testimony. So now, what the judge forgot here 
is that there's four reasons to sentence someone to prison, not just two. I mean, he looked at incapacitation and rehabilitation, and he mm-hmm. probably considered, say, look, you know, this isn't a career criminal. He's not going to go out, you know, do something again. But he forgot about deterrence, and he forgot about retribution. Yep. Now, you and I know, you and I both know that there are <laughs> dozens, if not hundreds, of defense lawyers around the country scheming right now to raise this defense mm-hmm. for clients under the influence of marijuana who did some horrendous thing. But most importantly, he forgot retribution. I'm sorry, but Sean O'Melia, Chad's father, is entitled to retribution. Uh, If this woman had done the exact same thing that she did, uh, but hidden picked up a knife, jumped in a car, got behind the wheel, and and wiped out a family, you and I wouldn't be talking about this case. Right. If, If the instrumentality is a car, well, she got she got high on marijuana and she killed somebody. Lock her up. Right. But if the instrumentality for some reason is a knife, the judge looks at it differently. You know, the judges are usually insulated from criticism. As you know, mm. uh, in New York, we're not even allowed to say anything uh, about a judge's sentence. But this is California. And, you know, the judge just got it wrong here. And it's it's heartbreaking to, you know, watch uh, Sean O'Melia, the young the man, father. Dad, yeah. talk it, about, you know. But, you know, Billy, I mean, that was an excellent discussion. I mean, and and it reminds me of why you're so so good in front of a jury. But, you know, THC, when, uh, you know, back in the 90s, was uh, in marijuana about 4% of the content. Now they say the THC in marijuana is 90%. I mean, how how are you handling these cases? I mean, are you seeing a big difference in turn? How many times have you seen a psychosis induced by two hits of a bong? Do you believe it was two hits? Uh, I've never seen it. Uh, not not to say that it, it's never happened. Uh, I've, I've, you know, in preparation of talking to you, I read some literature about it. And it's usually accompanied by some type of other mental illness uh, in the person ingesting the marijuana. Mm-hmm. That doesn't appear to be the case here. So this uh, it may be unique. I've, I've never I've never seen it. People that smoke marijuana, usually we usually uh, prosecute them for offenses related to driving, uh, although Although the worst kept secret in New York is that labs can't uh, yep. test marijuana because of the genius of the New York State Legislature, they require us if we if we find somebody with ten pounds of marijuana, judge in New York, yeah. we have to do how much THC is there. So you've got I'd have a lab technician spending about a month getting rid of the seeds and the roots and the stems and the leaves, and and say okay, ten pounds of marijuana, it's really one point six pounds of you know, uh, THC, THC that yeah. can't be done. I'm sorry. That, that, that's just absurd. But I've never seen a cannabis uh, induced psychosis uh, defense raised uh, in, a, in a homicide. I never case. have either, Bill Fitzpatrick. I mean, that's why I was so blown away by this, that the prosecution agreed that it was cannabis induced psychosis. So you got the prosecution uh, psychiatrist and the defense psychiatrist. So there wasn't any issue that she was in a, you know, she had a break from reality. But right. the fact that she stabbed him so many times and the fact that, you know, I wonder, I mean, would they have had, they should have taken the bong, right? He would have been dead at the scene. They would have oh, taken my, the bong. Yeah. So yeah, how much they, THC was in there? How do we know that she didn't take something else? Did they do a blood test on her? I would, I would think that it would be standard operating procedure in any type of homicide case, even in, uh, especially in California, Ventura County is a big county, 
that they would have uh, taken and, and maybe even taken hair samples from her to see if she had ingested drugs in the past. Now, right. I've seen the like this, but it's usually with what we call, the, you know, the synthetic opioids, the bath salts, uh, the water, the molly, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. as I say, again, I, I, I've just never seen it. But you know what always bothers me, Judge, with these uh, cases where a mental disease or defect is raised? She didn't stab him with a banana or a feather or She knew star. what would hurt him, right. She picked the knife. And I think one of the things, one of the dramatic things uh, that may have impacted the case was the body-worn camera of her when the cops got there. I mean, she was clearly out of her mind. Uh, they had to almost break her hand to yeah. get the knife out. And, but, but the jury found that she committed the crime of involuntary manslaughter. Right. I'm not sure. I don't know what, you know, what is the threshold for the judge? 109 stab wounds? I, yeah. I, you know, it's- yeah, Billy, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, for this judge, with a young man, I think he was 26 years old, for this judge to say, oh, you know what, we'll, we'll suspend any prison term and, you know, we'll, we'll just give her uh, probation yeah. and community <laughs> service. My God, it's not like she just, you know, trespassed on property where, you know, you could let her walk. I mean, it's horrible. And uh, I'm curious as to whether this judge, and I never looked into it, Bill Fitzpatrick, whether or not the judge is appointed or whether he was elected. Uh, that would be very telling to me. But uh, I, I, yeah. I, I just think this was a, a, a disservice and a miscarriage of justice. Yeah, I agree with you. If he's an elected official, he might want to think about, you know, opening uh, his own firm. Uh, depending <laughs> on what but uh, it. It's you know part of the community service. He's going to go around and lecture to uh, young people about the dangers of marijuana, and you talk about uh, a self-defeating prophecy. So these kids are going to be looking at this woman who's perfectly free, standing in front of them, saying, "Yeah, I I took a little dope. I killed my boyfriend, and here I am." (laughs) talking to you what a great message that sends you know yep yep oh you are so you are so on it bill that's why we love you here bill fitzpatrick da from monadoga county who's the smartest da i know and he tells us where it's at but i like to call myself the second best da that ever came out of upstate (laughs) i judge your name love you take care billy thanks for joining us okay now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. All right, we're in a hell of a mess, folks. Uh, We are being overrun by illegals. And, you know, what people haven't understood that hopefully you understand now is that the uh, Biden administration has opened up the borders. It has gone to the Supreme Court to make sure we can let illegals in during a pandemic and not test them while you and I had to take a vaccine. And the Biden administration is now suing any state that is trying to protect itself from illegals entering their state. And it looks like 25 states, along with Texas, are getting ready for a a clash, a real clash over the Biden administration's determination to have a uh, have these illegals come in untested, unvetted. Uh, and the saddest part, of course, is the children who are 
you know, just given to NGOs, and we don't know where they end up going. So a clash between Texas and the Biden administration over the immigration enforcement is showing no signs of easing as uh, federal officials are demanding the state of Texas give Border Patrol agents access to a riverfront park that is a popular corridor for migrants to illegally enter the U.S., so uh, we're in a mess, folks, and I think in the end, they're all going to be voting, and that's what it's all about. Make sure you join us right back here next week, same time, same place, for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, have a great day, everyone. Take care of yourself and watch the game today. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.